Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how we keep it simple in our homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast. Last week I took the week off. We just had so much going on. My husband was sick. He's better now, but that's always a stressor, you know, and um, just lots of things going on. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes I just get in these kind of funks. I've talked about that many times. I know as a woman, you can relate, I'm sure, where you just kind of... um, go a little bit inward for a few days and you know during that time though i had some really good time with the lord um and uh lots of prayer and i just have been thinking about so many things i'm going to share one of these kind of big things that i've been thinking about with you guys um in just a minute i also want to update you guys a little bit on our homeschool um this has been i will tell you the worst homeschool (laughs) year we've ever had I feel so funny telling you that. You know, I, I write books. I've been homeschooling for years. I speak about homeschooling. And guess what? Oh, no. it's not. I don't want to say it's the worst. But it hasn't been at all according to plan. So we're going to talk about that, too, because I want to encourage you guys in that. And when I say it's the worst homeschool, believe me, I'm not, um, I'm not down now. We're doing just fine. It's just that this year hasn't looked anything like I thought it would look. Um, and then I want to update you guys a little bit on our hobby farm because spring is springing. I wait literally all year for this. Um, and I'm just going to update you guys on just life, what's been going on here. But before I get into all that, Let me thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. Their mission is to help students and families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith through their print and digital curriculum and online classes. We have used Apologia in some way, shape, or form for the past 16 years. We have um, always, always loved their science, especially in the elementary years. That was our favorite science curriculum. Um, We've used their Bible over the years. They have a biblical worldview is so important to us. So no matter what subject I'm teaching, I want it to be taught from the perspective with a biblical worldview. And that's why I love Apologia. They now have math curriculum. They have new Bible studies out. They have a ton of stuff. And I know at this time of the year, you're looking ahead to next year and you want to stock up on curriculum. So go check out everything they offer at Apologia.com. If you're new to homeschooling, you can access a free curriculum planning guide packed with homeschool information and encouragement from Apologia. So head over to Apologia.com and check out all that they have to offer. All right. So let me see, where do I even begin um, with the podcast? I do want to tell you that a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned having my son, John, on the podcast. He is my second born son. He just turned 17. He got his driver's license um, this week. Was it this week? It was last week he got it, but he couldn't drive the first few days because we had a snowstorm. Um, but anyway, he has now been driving on his own, and that's exciting and, of course, scary. You know, no one tells you when you have kids and they're little how hard it is going to get when they're older. <laughs> I absolutely adore having older children, but there are so many times where I'm like, I didn't 
I didn't know about this. I didn't know that it got hard when they got older. We had to deal with all these things, but it's all good. And so anyway, I told you I wanted to have him on the podcast because he was my strong-willed child when he was little. And we used to call him our spirited child. He was the one who gave me a run for my money from the time he was born up until this very moment. He is, you know, very out of the box um, thinker, definitely a different learner than my others, full of energy, can't sit still, um, would not, I don't think, have done well in a school setting, always gave me challenges. And when he was little, and he will admit it as well, um, and I'm going to have him on the podcast, he he was, you know, challenging even in discipline and, and all of that. He has grown, though, into an amazing young man, and everybody used to tell me to use that strong will, uh, you know, and channel it for good and watch what they do when they get older, and you know what? They were absolutely right. Um, all of that strong will has been channeled for good, and he's doing great things. So I want to encourage you guys out there. So I have a podcast coming. I've already recorded most of it. It's just that I'm bringing him in for part of the podcast to answer some questions. And so I'm just waiting to record that with him. But you can look for that in the next few weeks. And I know it's going to encourage you to hear the story of a strong-willed child who has grown up and uh, really, you know, turned out to be an amazing young man. So let me tell you a little bit about life around here. Like I said, my husband was sick last week and then we had this snowstorm. And of course, it fell on the day of my lady's day out. So if you heard, I had been preparing for, I think since November for this event, we is when we decided to do it. Um, and it was a ladies day out. It was supposed to be this past Saturday in Chester, New Jersey. I've been talking about it left and right. So I know if you follow me, you've seen it. Um, and I was so excited. I cannot tell you the amount of time I have put into this, um, into the teaching for that day. Like I was on fire for these messages. I just feel that they are um, such a message that women these days need to hear. Super excited about it. And then, of course, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to really check the weather. I'm not going to get stressed out because there's nothing I can do about it. It's all God. But, you know, you glance at the weather and, okay, maybe possibility of snow. Glance at it again a day or two later more snow, you know, more possibility. And as the week went on, they were calling for this big, you know, huge storm on Saturday. And we had to make the call at least 24 hours ahead because they were catering this event. And um, the church that uh, we were holding it at was, was having this catered for the ladies. And so we would have to cancel that catering a week, I mean, a, a day out. We couldn't just wait till the last minute. So we had to make the call on Friday, and I really felt like it needed to be canceled because they were calling for rain, and then they were saying rain would turn to snow, and then there was going to be this drop in temperature and this flash freeze. And I was thinking, you know what's going to happen? We're going to cancel, and then it's going to be like nothing because that's happened a lot lately. They'll call for a storm, and then it ends up being nothing. But I really felt like we needed to cancel because I said, but if it's not nothing, or if the ladies all get there and then it turns bad, I don't want anybody to be in danger. So we ended up canceling. I got a, several messages from ladies. I had ladies coming from New York State, from Pennsylvania, from all over New Jersey, and they were all saying they would not come because of the forecast. So I felt like we made the right decision because people were not going to be able to come anyway. Well, lo and behold, Saturday was actually way worse 
uh, than it was even predicted. I mean, we, it was like blizzard conditions. There was no rain. They were saying it was going to rain in the morning, turning to snow. We had snow from the get-go, at least where I live. It was like a blizzard. My husband was sick, so I wouldn't let him out there to shovel. And my boys are out there on the tractor plowing and shoveling, and they couldn't even keep up. It was bad. And the winds were out of control. They were so, so strong. So I'm extremely grateful that we ended up canceling. Of course, I was disappointed. But you know what? I really felt as I prayed about it, like either way is totally fine because it's God's plan. Like if we have the event and it doesn't snow, then that's God's plan. And if it does snow, big whoop, like that's God's plan. And, you know, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And so he has determined that our steps are going to change and we are still having the event. We postponed it until April. There's no threat of snow in April. Uh, hopefully April 23rd. The cool thing is I've already heard from ladies that could not make this past weekend that now they're coming. They're like, oh, I can come. So if you are one of those people who could not come, I am telling you, come on out on April 23rd at Grace Bible Chapel in Chester, New Jersey, because I know that this message is just going to be so needed. And I know that women just need to be together in person again. I told you guys recently, I went to an event where I was, uh, you know, with other people and it was just so, it, you don't know how much you need it until, you, until you're there. And so I can't wait. April 23rd, I will link it in the show notes or you can find the information on my website at simplylivingforhim.com. Um, the event is basically free. But there is a $10 registration fee, which is just going to go to the church. That is, It doesn't go to me. It doesn't go to Simply Living for Him. It's going to the church as a donation for hosting the event. Otherwise, it's free. Uh, lunch is provided. They're having a, a Panera Bread catered lunch. And so we are super excited. I hope you can join us on the new date. So that took up a lot of my mental energy last week because, as you can imagine, there was a lot of stress the last few days, you know, few days before. Are we having it? Are we not? Here I'm trying to prepare as if we're having it, trying to stay focused on the teaching, trying to stay focused on all the details, trying to get everything in order. But in the back of my head, I'm like, are we having it? Are we not? But you know what? That's life, right? Nothing is ever predictable. Nothing is ever perfectly ordered. And we must go with the Lord and we must just trust that he is in control and we must just trust that, you know, that whatever happens, you know, today I posted, um, I think I posted it, or was it yesterday? I posted it on Instagram, but I also had posted it in my Simply Living for Him women's community. By the way, if you're not a member, why not? Come join us. It's free. Um, uh, so I posted in there, and I was saying, you know, yesterday morning I woke up, and um, the sun was rising, and, you know, I was sleeping actually downstairs in a pull-out sofa bed because my husband had been sick and I don't want to get sick because I have to travel this week. And so I was sleeping down there and just because I was downstairs, the windows that I was, you know, awakened to uh, had a different view of the sunrise, actually really beautiful view. And I was watching the sunrise and I was just thinking how the sun, you know, rise just like screams God, like, you know, like a creator and how the sunrise is so beautiful and it glorifies him just by the very, you know, doing what it does, the sun rising, like just how beautiful it is. And then I was looking at the trees, 
in front of this sunrise and how they just like, you know, point up to a creator every day. These tree branches have their arms like stretched out. If you imagine as, you know, they're worshiping and praising God just by the very act of being this tree, right? And then I'm hearing the birds because now spring is springing. I'm hearing the birds singing and I'm like, the birds are praising God. Like they're not even thinking about it, but just by me looking at the birds, the trees, the sunrise, I see my creator. They give glory to God just by their existence. And I thought, and that's really, let's talk about making it simple. That is what our life should be. When it all boils down to it, is that we exist to give glory to God. We exist to give glory to God. Simply by existing, we give glory to God because he created us. And when we surrender to him and we let go of our plans and our ways and we want to walk in his ways and let him order our steps, we're giving glory to him every moment. And we're fulfilling our purpose. There is no other purpose but to give glory to him in all we do. Whether it's a trial, whether it's a, uh, a beautiful circumstance, you know, joyful circumstance, whatever it is, we have to give glory to him. You know, we get so wrapped up. I know I do in myself all the time. You know, my problems, my things, my issues. And I just sat there, you know, watching that sunrise and thinking, why do I make it so complicated? Why do I make it so complicated? I just exist to glorify him. So anyway, I had that thought and I just wanted to share that with you guys as well. Like wherever you're at today, just remember your purpose is to glorify him. All right. So that's, that was my, my, that's not what this whole podcast is about. I have another thought to share with you that I, that I got even after that. So a couple things, the hobby farm here, you know, I, I haven't done any episodes like I used to say, oh, I, you know, I like it to share about life on the hobby farm and the simple life. Well, I must say that we've had warm weather just two days now and I've been outside and I'm like, yes, Lord get outside people. If you can get outside, it changes everything. It changes your mood. It changes everything. Again, because I think we are surrounded by our creator. We have, you know, fresh air and nature. And I said to my boys today, life hits different when it's spring. It really does. Like when you're in the sunshine and all of that, you know, everything, all of a sudden your perspective changes a little bit. So we've been outside the past two days. I'm starting to do a little tiny bit of spring cleanup, you know, in the garden, just picking up things here and there. Um, My boys expanded the goat pen. It's now double in size. So that was very exciting. My my son, uh, the farmer boy, who's uh, the goats are his, he really wants more goats. So I think that was his ulterior motive for expanding the pen. But it's just been beautiful to spend the days outside with the animals. I mean, I watch these goats. They are hysterical. Hysterical. I think they actually know it and they're entertaining us because if you don't know anything about goats, they kind of play fight all day long. So they headbutt each other and they, they one always is trying to like dominate the other and they fight, but not like 
they're not trying to hurt each other. It's just goat fighting. But it's so funny to watch. And so I just enjoy today, like, disconnecting. This is where I'm going with this today on the podcast. Disconnecting from my phone. Disconnecting from the world for a little bit. And just truly focusing on what was in front of me. The real life that was in front of me. Being outside in nature. Being with the animals. Being with my boys. And just enjoying that and clearing my mind. My mind has been super cluttered lately. And, um, you know, I've talked about this many times on the podcast, what we need to do to simplify and and to, you know, get rid of mental clutter. And I got to take my own advice lately because my mind has been on overload. And so just getting outside today made all the difference. It just was like this little dose of medicine from the Lord. And it was just what I needed to kind of regroup. But that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit more. So as I was having some of these quiet days, these past few days, like I said, my husband was sick. I was stressed about the event. I was stressed about him being sick. Um, You know, just a lot of things uh, were piling up. There's been a lot of stressors this past year, more so than, I I don't want to say more so than other years, because I think every year we all have our, you know, circumstances. But this year has been especially a year of just big stuff. Um, And so, I felt like it was just all kind of piled on this weekend, especially I was dealing with some really deep personal issues um, and just it all kind of was piling on at once. I didn't even know which one to tackle first, you know, and then, of course, there's all the things of the world that are going on all the time. So not only am I dealing with all my own personal stuff, family stuff you know, um, ministry stuff and all that, you know, then there's this weight of this world that is just like constantly on all of our shoulders. The world is full right now of heavy burdens, right? And as I was praying these past few days, and as I was spending this time kind of just retreating a little bit, and I don't mean to sound like retreating, like um, having a retreat, like this wonderful, lovely retreat. No, I was like literally retreating from the world. Um, I, I glanced over at my phone and all of a sudden I saw the Apple on my phone with, you know, the Apple logo. I have an iPhone. So the Apple logo, we all know it. It's iconic with the bite taken out of it. And I just stared at it and I was like, wait, what? Oh my goodness. I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like the forbidden fruit. You know, like out of nowhere, I just saw this infamous logo of the apple with the bite out of it. And immediately I just was struck with the thought, so we want to be like God. Oh, do you want to be like God? Where have we heard that before? Now, I know when Eve was in the Garden uh, of Eden, she did. it wasn't necessarily an apple. And I'm not trying to say at all. So I don't want to have like this like bad theology. People are like, you know, that's bad theology. I am not saying at all, at all, at all. <laughs> that I am some kind of like, I have some kind of insight and the Apple logo really represents, you know, um, the Garden of Eden. But what I'm saying is the following thoughts that I'm going to tell you I had, I want you to really just realize it was just thoughts I had. I do not think there's actually a correlation I do not think that, you know, this is some kind of symbol that God, you know, wanted the Apple logo to be that way. I, I'm not at all saying that. So I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. I just wanted to tell you, though, I just saw this correlation all of a sudden. Like I realized that the fruit, 
Um, you know, like I said, I know that it wasn't actually an apple in the Garden of Eden, but to me, just seeing that apple with the bite out of it represented it in my mind. It was like this direct correlation to the logo. You know, just one bite was all it took. You know, the serpent said to Eve, you will be like God. And ever since, humans have struggled to become like God, or in fact, their own little gods, right? We continue to search for knowledge and wisdom all the time, and we do it apart from him. Like, I'll never understand why we are constantly searching and seeking all this knowledge and wisdom when the Bible tells us to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. The Bible tells us to seek him and we will find him. We have right in front of us the God who created the universe. Remember I said our purpose is to glorify him. The God who created the universe is communicating with us. He's giving us all the wisdom and knowledge we could ever ask for in his word. And what do we do? We scroll our iPhone. Or are we searching for more? And you know what has happened? So I don't know. Like, how do I explain this? So like I said, I don't think I have like some kind of insight into this. This is just a correlation that I saw in that moment. But I was taken aback, you know, so much in that moment. I actually immediately Googled it because I was like, is this something like, <laughs> you know, uh, the Apple logo? Does this actually like represent the Garden of Eden or whatever, you know? And so I Googled it. And so guess what? I'm not the first person to have this thought, you know, and I'm, I, you're not, there's nothing new under the sun. Every thought we've ever had, somebody else has had it. So I did Google it. Other people have had the thought. There's been articles written about it. Um, Apple actually itself, the company, has even been asked the question if there is a correlation between the apple with the bite out of it and uh, the Garden of Eden and the forbidden fruit. And they have denied that there is anything intentional about that. But I still wasn't able to get it out of my head. So as a writer, as a podcaster, as somebody who um, works a lot on social media, you know, much of that work takes place online. And it is a blessing. Believe me, it's a blessing. Because I can reach thousands of people a week with the message of the gospel, with the message of getting rid of distractions so we can focus on Jesus, you know, with the message that I have at Simply Living for Him. But often it's a curse. And I know that all of you can out there can relate in some way, right? We, we love to be able to be connected to people, but we also know that there is a huge downfall. You know, I get caught up just like the rest of us in reading too much and scrolling aimlessly and checking my phone incessantly. Over the years, I've tried to deal with that in different ways. I'm sure you have too. Sometimes I take the apps off my phone. I don't want distractions. I've often left my phone upstairs during school hours so I wasn't distracted. You know, I've, ha I've made promises to myself, you know, covenants with myself that I will only check, you know, when it's necessary and I'll check less and I'll spend more time away from social media. You know, we all do that. But this time it really hit differently. I don't want to be like Eve. I don't want to be testing the waters anymore. I don't want to be searching for things. I don't want to be trying to uh, be like God because I am not all-knowing and God is. He's omniscient and not me. I was not created to be all-knowing, but what the internet has done to us all is given us more information than we need to know. 
And so when I tell you that like recently I've been having so many issues just in my personal life that I'm trying to deal with and I'm feeling crushed by the weight of and I don't realize it consciously in the moment but at the same time I am being crushed by the weight of all of the information that is going on in the world. You know, the internet, um, I've always said, has is like our own little Tower of Babel. You know, we are not supposed to be omniscient. God is only uh, all-knowing. We are not. And we were never intended to be. And that is why we weren't to eat of the fruit from the center of the garden. You know, God, that is why he gave us that boundary because we were not supposed to be like him. Yet the internet has placed us, I feel like, right there, right there in the middle of the garden again, maybe knowing things that we shouldn't, feasting on things that we shouldn't be feasting on, feasting on endless information. And it's become too much. We are bearing burdens that we weren't meant to bear. In real time, we can watch wars unfold. Catastrophes take place, tragedies, ruining lives. We watch people get built up and torn down right before our eyes. We witness it all in an instant. Years ago, you had to wait for the newspaper to come to get the news. You had to wait for the 7 o'clock news to come on at night. Now we are not just knowing it, we're seeing it. Videos, live, all of it. We're reading so much and we don't even realize it, but the endless amounts of information is crushing us. This isn't new. I have talked about this many times, but this weekend, it really hit me. You know, I find that I can't turn my already overworked mind off. My mind is at a constant 10 and I have a really hard time turning it off. And I don't even realize it, but like that slithery serpent in the garden, each piece of information slithers into my mind and into my soul. You know, we were never meant to know what was happening all at once. I talked about this before, right? On any given day, I can see what my childhood friend is eating for breakfast. I can read my college friend's, uh, you know, rant about the latest headline or rant about her husband or anything else for that matter. Or look at videos from a relative's vacation or a wonderful birthday party. All the while, every single news headline scrolls by. And not only the headlines, but here's the worst part. Everyone's opinion of the headlines And let's face it, these conversations are not exactly cordial or filled with manners or respectful. People get downright mean when they're behind a screen. And quite frankly, they're pretty brazen, right? The endless information is slowly killing us, just as the first bite of the forbidden fruit. So I laid in my bed this past weekend, and I had so many burdens on my mind. Like I said, personal burdens. And I just realized it is utterly impossible to sort through my own stuff while being being bombarded with the whole world's stuff. It makes me feel anxious and scattered and I spiral 
and I, I'm in despair sometimes. So what is the answer? Fill my mind with the truth. I mean, I've been saying this for years, right? We must operate out of the Bible and just not add it in when we need it. And this is what happens all the time. We live and we live and we go to church and we say, yeah, we're going to pray and we thank God. But when the rubber meets the road and the nitty gritty, we run to him and we ask him to help us through it and fix it and help, you know, guide us instead of not running to him when things get tough, but being with him every moment of the day, filling up our minds as much as we fill up on all the world's information. Do you fill up your mind more with the truth of God's word or with the lies of this world? I will be quite frank and I will be the first to answer more with the lies of this world. And that's coming from somebody And I'm just being real and transparent here because if I'm not, I'm helping nobody. That's coming from somebody who absolutely loves the Word of God, loves to study the Word of God, loves to be in the Word of God, knows the power of the Word of God. But I myself find lately I am bearing these burdens because my mind is filled up on too much stuff. And it was never meant to be that way. Just as Eve was never meant to take that bite of fruit. We are not supposed to know it all. We are not supposed to bear it all. Jesus came to bear it for us. Now, one of the things I was going to be talking about last weekend was kind of very much this stuff. But I'll have even more to say now on April 23rd. But, you know, we must nourish our souls first in order to deal with the things that come our way. And I believe that when I am filled up on the truth and when I am nourished, I am not going to have the desire to scroll on my phone. And scrolling on my phone begins innocently. But before I know it, I have filled up my brain with so much stuff. And it's it's not even like what I'm feeling. It's just that there's the quantity of it is a lot. Like you don't realize it. But every time you stop and read somebody's thing, it's just like adding to that bank in your mind. And the bank is full. But when you are operating out of God's word and you're filling your mind with God's word, you don't feel the need to go scroll. You don't feel the need to, like you get turned off almost to all that junk. It's just not enticing. It's just not exciting. You know, it's like Adam and Eve. They were walking in the garden and had everything they needed. God was walking with them. They had it all. And she took that one bite And that is us every day. We have it all. We have him. He is with us. He's given his word to communicate with us. We can pray. We can spend time with him. And yet we go and we seek more. We seek something else. I know for me, like I said, this weekend I was having personal problems and things that I was dealing with. And sometimes instead of just dealing with it, I go to the scroll of the internet to numb my mind. I just don't want to deal with it. So I'm going to go scroll and kind of turn off my problems and just read all these outs. But it ends up 
making it worse because you get so bombarded and you don't realize it, but you begin to internally bear the burdens of all these things, whether it's news headlines, the stuff going on in the world, the stuff going on with your friends, the stuff going on with the people on your newsfeed. Whether it's good stuff or bad stuff, it's just a lot to deal with all the time in your mind. And so what happens is I think subcon- like unconsciously, like we subconsciously, I guess, we don't even realize how much it affects us. And like I said, I enjoy the internet. I enjoy communicating with people this way and being able to put out a podcast. But, you know, there's a place for it in our lives. So I started to have these thoughts this weekend. Like what if instead of, you know, I always hear people say this, I have to say this gets me. People are always saying, and I know the intention is good. So if you've said this or you've heard people say this, I'm not calling out and being like, you're bad. I'm not. I just want to give you a perspective. People are always saying, schedule in your Bible time. Put it on your calendar. You know, schedule it in so you don't forget. Make it a priority. Put it on the calendar. My goodness, what are we doing? The God who created the universe, we're giving him that favor by saying, oh yeah, God, I'll put you on my calendar. Like, are we forgetting he's a holy and perfect creator, God who created us? who is sovereign over the whole world. And we're like, you know what? I'm such a good Christian. I'm going to put on the calendar. And I'm not saying that to convict or or call you out because I've done it too. I've done it too. But I had this thought this weekend, like what if I schedule in my internet time, not my God time. I literally should be, like the Bible says, praying without ceasing. I should be filled up on him every minute. My life should be an outpouring of my relationship with him. My behaviors, my attitudes, my actions should all be a result of my relationship with him. And my relationship with him is grown by being in the word and by spending time with him and by praying. And when I'm in the word, then I am naturally going to live out my life with Christ in me. I don't have to try hard. I don't have to schedule it in because it's as if I'm breathing and eating and drinking. It's that necessary. The word of God is what gives us power. The internet does not give us power. It drains me of everything. And I, like I said before, you don't even realize it. It's not like I go on there and I think, oh, this is going to drain me. I don't. But I'm realizing that that's what it's doing. And at a time in my life where I have a lot of burdens on bearing, it doesn't help to add in all the way to the world. And I don't know, you know, the internet and all of that. I'm not at all going to turn this into a theology and like, you know, this is whatever, but and I'm not saying like, you know, this actually does correspond the fruit and all that. I'm just saying, what a picture to see that bite of the fruit on my little Apple logo. See that bite out and be like, you know what? The internet has done that. It has taken our eyes off of what we already are full and whole 
and have the Lord and put onto the world and we keep trying to fill up with information and we keep searching and we're searching and searching and seeking and seeking and we want knowledge and we want more, you know, data and we want more articles and we want to, you know, read more junk. It's, it's too much. We weren't meant to know it all. So I was thinking about this and I was like, instead of, you know, people scheduling in the Bible, like, let's truly operate out of that and turn to the internet later. It shouldn't be the other way around. It shouldn't be like, oh, I'll pull out my Bible now because I'm feeling like I need the Lord now. No, you should be eating and breathing and drinking of it. I want to schedule in my social media time and my information time, not my Bible time. Like I said, this is the God who is holy. And we're like, oh yeah, guess what, God? I'm going to put you on my calendar today. Are you kidding me? I mean, I want to be present. I realize more and more every day that my life is passing by, right? My kids are growing up and they're moving out, you know? Like if there's anything that shows you how fast life goes, it's when you have adult kids. And I don't want to be filled up on all this stuff out there that I'm not filled up on what's right in front of me here. And I want to fill my time and be fully present, surrounding myself with the tasks in front of me, my home, my family, God. And I saw that just these past two days, being outside, spending time with the goats and the chickens and cleaning up the garden and just like getting my hands dirty and working and laughing with the boys. I had my phone out there. I did take pictures. You saw them on Instagram if you follow me because that was fun because the goats are adorable. I can't help it. But I wasn't checking my phone. I wasn't reading anything. You know, I'm just like hanging out. And I was thinking this weekend, you know, how many times I run to my phone to fill up a few minutes of empty time. I'll just check this for a minute. I'll just check that. What if I went to my Bible in those moments? And I've actually been doing that. Like when I kind of have a moment and I would normally just like, oh, let me go check my notifications. No, let me go. Let me go talk to God. Let me go open the Bible. The Bible is life-giving. My phone, half the time, is life-taking. And I don't want to say it all the time because there is no all or nothing here. It is not saying your phone is bad and that Apple logo represents the garden of you. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just think we need to look at the perspective and maybe take a step back. And, and honestly, I'm not even saying any of you need to do this. This is me. This was my experience. But I, you know, I was doing the podcast. I was going to record tonight. And I was like, all right, Lord, this is, this is usually how it goes. You know, other podcasters out there, they have like an editing schedule and, you know, their recording schedule. I'm like sitting down at my desk. All right, God, what should I talk about tonight? Honestly, that's usually how it goes down. Sometimes I have things planned, but most of the time it's how it goes down. And I kind of was like, maybe I'll talk about the thing with the apple. And I was like, oh, I don't know how people are going to take that. And I had written this whole thing out because I was going to blog about it, I thought, or whatever. I wasn't even sure what I was going to do with it, but I just wrote out all my thoughts. And then I sat down at the uh, podcast microphone. And I was like, I don't know, should I talk about this or shouldn't I? And I looked up. And I'm doing it right now. The reflection in my window in front of me. And all I see is the glowing Apple logo. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about. So anyway, I'm not saying that this is, you know, this applies to you out there. 
I'm really just sharing my experience and hope that me being real and transparent, and maybe you think my thoughts are crazy and will never listen again, that's fine too. It's not for you. But I'm just sharing it because I just felt like that was what the Lord wanted me to share. And to tell you what I'm working through, because I know that, you know what I realized too? I know that Sometimes you don't realize that other people are going, like you might watch, you know, my videos or listen to the podcast or read my blog and you might be like, oh, wow, she's just in the Bible all the time and she never has any issues. Yeah, right. You know, like we all do. I have issues too. And I, like I said before, I love God's word and I still struggle with how I'm, you know, using my mind. So I just felt the need to share that. And I think when you hear other people's stories, there's something for that. Like I was spending like a, a lot of time the past few days, like I said, very inward focused, dealing with a lot of things. And I'm um, speaking at an event this coming weekend in Colorado. And it's a women's event for the day, homeschool moms uh, retreat day. And I was uh, sent over prayer requests that the attendees that are registering, they were able to um, put down any prayer requests they had. So the organizers of the event sent me the prayer requests, which I was like, awesome. I can like read the names while I'm on the plane and pray for these people. Like, I love this. I feel like I'm connected before I even get there. When I opened up the prayer requests and I saw, first of all, the sheer number of requests, I started to cry. I was moved. First of all, I was instantly connected to all of these women that I don't know on this list. I just was all of a sudden because I started to read their requests and I was just like, oh my goodness. Now this wasn't, it's so interesting because there was a huge amount of prayer requests, but I didn't feel burdened. Like I said, when I go on the internet and I, I get burdened by too much information, it was like I was locked in with these other sisters in Christ. And this was what I'm meant to be bearing one another's burdens, right? And I just felt overwhelmed with number one, the sheer joy that I get to pray for these women. And number two, I was overwhelmed because I realized, Karen, everyone out there has problems. You are not the only one. There are so many people dealing with so many hard things. Just read this list. I just began to pray for them and weep for them. And I just can't wait to meet them now. And that is what, you know, the body of Christ looks like. And when I started to read that, I have, all of a sudden I had these connections with people. I don't know them. I just saw their prayer requests on the paper. But that's why I share with you tonight my struggles as well. Because... I know how I felt as soon as I wasn't focused on myself and I heard, you know, I was reading other people's stories like, wow, I am not alone. So you are not alone out there as well. Maybe you can't relate to my issues. And like I said, that's fine. It's not for you. You can skip to the next episode or read, uh, listen to one from the past. Maybe this one's not for you, but I feel like it might be for somebody out there. And if it is, I want to hear from you. So let me know. Um, but anyway, so I've been, I spent the past couple of days, you know, feeling like being outside and just spending time with the birds and my silly goats and my goofy chickens and watching the ducks uh, swim in the stream, just enjoying the real life in front of me, like the real life in front of me. You know, I think we're watching, you know, no, we think, or at least I think, um, you know, we're watching real life when we're on social media, like, oh, we're watching real life. But the truth is someone else's real life is not my real life. And in fact, life is happening right in front of me 
And I often miss it because I'm distracted by, you know, searching online for something or checking online or whatever it is. Um, I don't even know what I'm searching for half the time. And half the time I'm searching for something, I never find it, but I find a whole lot of other burdens that I wasn't even looking for. And like I said, God told us in his word that we should seek him first. And, you know, real life is life in him. And it's here already. And so I want to I wanna live more that way. You know, I'm not going to go offline. I'm not, I'm not going to be over here and be like, I'm taking a Facebook fast. I'm never using my phone again. Because, you know, people do that all the time. And then you see them back, you know, in a few weeks. And I'm not going to be one of those people because I actually do see fruit of the things that I do online. And I just need to learn when to say enough is enough. And I don't need to bear all the burdens of all the information that I'm viewing online. Um, and so just, you know, that perspective, um, I wanted to share with you guys and just, you know, be real about it. Like I said, I'm not over here to be like, the internet is bad and I'm never going on it again. No, I just need to have the perspective of it is, you know, not to ever take the place of the truth of God's word. And I decided, you know, um, I need to like leave my phone upstairs or whatever it is when I'm doing school. And, you know, half the time I'm like checking things that don't need to be checked. You know, it's not even like I'm like half the time I don't even go to check. I just get the, you know, ding on my phone and I won't turn the volume off. You know, people say turn the volume off, but I have adult kids that don't live here and I do not want to miss if ever something happens. Like I have a son who is away, you know, at this program where he travels or different things could happen. I leave my volume on all night long because I am always thinking like, I don't want to miss if there's an emergency. So like for me, that doesn't work because there were times where I was like, I'm just not going to have notifications on and I'm going to have the volume off. And then I would like literally miss something important. Like, you know, somebody was in a hospital and needed me or whatever it was. So I try to keep the volume on now because uh, especially I started doing that this year with my son away. So, you know, for me, I'm like, I'm going to leave the phone upstairs and, you know, I'll just go every little while and check on it, but it won't be in front of me constantly. And, you know, if it rings, because no one ever calls me. So if it rings, then I know it's an emergency. Then I'll hear that. Um But, you know, I don't have to have notifications on for Facebook, certainly. There's an emergency. Nobody's going to notify me that way. I don't have to have notifications on for Instagram and all that. So, you know, there's ways to deal with those things. But I just realized, like, I just need to, you know, instead of making all these rules, like, I can only check the phone at certain times. Because at first I was like, you know what, Karen, you're just going to, you know, always be in the Bible. And you'll just schedule in your hours on your phone. Well, I don't need to schedule in because I believe that if I'm operating out of the Bible and I am filling up on the truth first, I will have the self-control and I won't actually even um, feel the need to endlessly scroll or to, you know, fill up on junk. I don't need to read every news headline, you know, get the news in the morning like the old fashioned days and then check it again at night. But, you know, I don't need to be constantly knowing what's going on. Unfortunately, our world is so instantaneous and changing so much all the time and filling us in all the time that we feel like we need to know all the time. But you know what? Steve is so funny. He doesn't even know the news. He doesn't um, uh, watch any news. And I will, you know, like, remember the the convoy in Canada? Like a few, what was it, a few weeks back, a month back? Like that had been going on for so long. And I said something to him about it. He's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm like, how do you not know? 
He's like, I just don't. So, you know, there's a fine line between like being <laughs> ignorant and not knowing what's going on um, and just, you know, being informed. But I don't believe we need to be informed every hour of the day. So I do believe that when we are filled up on God's word, and when we desire the truth, just like I say at the beginning of the episode, every episode, the more we desire him, the less we desire the things of this world. The more we desire him, the less we're going to desire all the information of this world that we weren't meant to know at once. And that's what our phones have done. We put them in our hand and all of a sudden, we think we are like God, we know everything. Because you literally can know everything in that moment, but we are not meant to know it all. So, the truth is found in your Bible. That is what we are supposed to be seeking and searching. We need to put it in perspective. Like I said, I need to put it in perspective. Um, and so that's where that's where I was at this week. And I wanted to share that with you guys today. Uh, I wasn't sure. Like I said, I sat down. And I was like, I don't know, Lord. I don't know if this is what I want to talk about. But I felt like... I'm still seeing it. My Apple on my uh, computer is glowing in my window and looking right at me, a little Apple logo. So I feel like, you know what? I'm just going to share that and see what you guys, what you guys think, what your reaction is. This is one of those episodes when I really do want to hear from you because I want to know, like, do you feel burdened? Do you feel like your mental health um, sometimes is worse off because we can know it all? Because we're not meant to know it all. So I want to hear from you. You can... Email me at Karen at SimplyLivingForHim.com. You can message me on Instagram and Facebook. Here I am saying I'm not going to be on the internet. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going off the internet. So it's not that. It's just, again, the perspective of how much we use it, when we use it. And like I said, for someone, for me, who um, a lot of my ministry takes place online, I have to really know when to draw the line and how, uh, draw the line, yeah, and how to, um, you know, balance all of that. Uh, so message me and uh, you can also leave me a voicemail at anchor.fm slash simply living for him. I'd love to hear from you. Um, and let me know what you think and we can continue the conversation. Also, I am, like I said, having my ladies event now on April 23rd. This weekend, I'll be in Colorado for the Check Refresh Homeschool Moms Day. That is on March... 19th. Sorry, I had to think about that for a minute. Um, and then uh, I will be in Texas, Round Rock, Texas on March 30th through April 2nd with the Teach Them Diligently convention. I'm actually speaking on, I'm sorry, I'm speaking on March 31st and April 1st. I am not speaking on the Saturday of April 2nd. Um, we are heading back home to New Jersey that day. So I will be speaking at Teach Them Diligently. And then um, I will be having, of course, my Simply Living for Him retreat this July, July 13th to 15th. I would love to see you there. I also wanted to let you know that if you enjoy the podcast, you can actually become a monthly donor on anchor.fm slash Simply Living for Him. There is a button where you can make a donation to keep this podcast on the air, which would be so appreciated. Um, you know, everything I do at Simply Living for Him is never, ever, 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 ever motivated by money. I always say that. If it did, I wouldn't be doing it, first of all. <laughs> so um, yeah, if you want to be rich, don't be a speaker, a podcaster, or a writer. Um, but no, in order to keep the podcast going and all the things that I do at Simply Living for Him, um, the website, the 
you know, uh, speaking event, all the things that I do. Um, if you want to keep the ministry going, you can always uh, donate for the podcast. That would be a huge support to help keep uh, the podcast going. So if you do enjoy it, I'd love for you to be able to do that if you feel led and you can at anchor.fm slash simply living for him. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, podcast. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.